Hi, and welcome to episode 147 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and if you've been listening to the podcast lately, you'll know that I've been taking time off in-depth new interviews to focus on getting my YouTube channel up to date, which is happening since the last podcast episode. I've added four new videos to the channel. Uh, they're ones of Matthew Clark, Daniel Boyd, Ruth Levine, together with Robin Kinsella, and the most recent video is of today's guest, Anne Thompson, who I couldn't resist catching up with on the weekend for a quick chat despite my hiatus from interviewing. She's one of our greatest painters with a brilliant show on at Defiance Gallery at the moment in Paddington in Sydney, which I saw on the weekend. If you're interested in seeing the show, it ends a few days after I'm recording this and the last day is Saturday, the 12th of August, 2023. And it includes a selection of works from as early as 2001. They're great examples of Anne's work, the fluid brush strokes, the dripping of the paint. It's all so vivid and so beautiful. Even the older works look like they were painted yesterday. And in my view, they reveal Anne's very instinctive way of painting. So after I'd seen the show on Saturday morning, I drove straight over to Anne's studio to record some words of wisdom with her paintings still floating in my head. So overall, it was a very exciting day for me. And initially, I was only going to get a video online, but I realized from all the positive feedback that there are those of you out there who might want to hear the full conversation. So that's why I'm bringing you this episode. Also, Anne is in her 90th year this year and she's riding high at the moment in her art career. She exhibited this year at Mitchell Fine Art Gallery and now she has this show at Defiance Gallery, but next year is going to be even bigger and part of that is a major survey show which will start off at the SH Irvine Gallery and travel to Orange Regional Art Gallery in New South Wales. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that Anne's been on the show twice before. Firstly, to talk about her life and art back in 2018, when I also videoed her painting in the studio, and you can find that video on the YouTube channel. And later in 2020, she returned to the podcast talking about her memories of meeting Ian Fairweather. That followed on from my episode with Claire Roberts, who had written the book, Ian Fairweather, A Life in Letters. And I've got to say, that episode with Anne is one of my favorites because she recalled all these amazing stories of meeting Fairweather when she was a young woman. He was living on Bribe Island off the Queensland coast. Originally, he was from Scotland, but he lived a very reclusive life on the island, living and painting in these huts, which he had made himself. Anyway, his life was extraordinary. And when during the pandemic, I was included in the Auction House Christie's list of podcasts you should be listening to, which can I say blew my mind, uh, they specifically referred to those two episodes as ones worth hearing. I've put links to all these videos and episodes I've mentioned in the show notes. So if you're interested in watching or listening to any of those, you can check them out there. So here's the conversation I had with Anne Thompson a few days ago. I started off by asking her about recent works which were in the exhibition, which had more earthy tones when compared with other more colourful works in the show. And she tells me about the brown tarred paper, which she's collected over the years and often collages onto the canvas. Yes, but I use, I work on tarred paper. It's a builder's paper that they used to use. And 
artists say, where do you get that? And I say, it's all here. So I bought, bought whatever I could of that. I just love the, the tonal quality of it. Yeah. And I also love in an exhibition that you can break up a lot of colour with tonal work. And uh, so those latest ones that you're talking about, I did with my uh, printmaker, Ron McBurney, helped me do those. Ah. He said, I'll come down and help you because I've had a bit of you know problem with uh, uh, being ancient. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and so we had a great time. So what, when you say you, you did that together, in what way were you collaborating? Oh, well, uh, it's, it's gluing, you know, and he's a, he's a, a bookmaker and there are ways of gluing paper where it doesn't sort of uh, wrinkle and, and so on. It's just having an assistant doing it, really, yeah. you know, which is good. Yeah, because they're large sheets of the tar papers. Yes. I suppose that it can be a bit unwieldy. So there's one over there that I couldn't have done on my own, that tall one that's mm. on, on the wall. Mm. And, uh, and so it gave me a chance to work in a different space. You know, It's like when you're printmaking, you know, uh, when, when you work on a big plate or a big stone or something, it's, uh, it just takes you into another place. Mm. And uh, so... I, my works are so colourful when I paint that it's quite good to have that tonal thing in an exhibition that changes the calibre of the... That's true, the actually. Mm. That's right. So you would have seen at Defiance that there, there are tarred paper ones, one at the end and one at the side, and there's two recent ones. And what I'm doing now is... Uh, and I've always done this to an extent, is working on earlier paintings and I think I can do more with that or I can change that or and uh, it's it's sort of uh, you know saving the planet <laughs> not using not using new things all the time and working with what you've got that's very true and would they have been works that you would have put into the racks having thought oh, that's not ready to be seen yet or that's not ready to go Sometimes, and, and, uh, but often I've changed things. In the past, people have said, oh, where's that painting and that was shown? <laughs> and I've worked on it. Not there anymore. <laughs> I've seen that actually sometimes with artists. You sort of see something online yeah. and then you sort of see it, you see it later and yes. it has changed. The background's changed or whatever. It's yes, very interesting. Yes, yes. and John Peart used to do that a lot. And it was part of the way he worked, which is wonderful. Yeah, right. So with these recent, more recent works, do you find there's any themes that are coming to the fore or is it really an, a more of an emotive reaction in those works? Well, those, those two that you're referring to um, both have uh, tribal qualities. So a lot of my looking goes back to um, Indigenous work from... All sorts of places. It comes from everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. to say I'm influenced by one state or one uh, type of style of painting is not right in my case. I've just combed through it all and, and which artists is what artists do, I think. But um, I just like changing. Mm. And there were some great works on paper there as well. Are you working, are you doing much work on paper now? Uh, yes, I'm always working on on uh, paper, and uh, well, that over there I work with acrylic paints. I don't use gouache and all different paints now. I just I think acrylic does everything for me, and uh, 
uh, and and on the other side, the table over there, I uh, use oil sticks. Oh, so okay. it's a, and this one used to be for uh, rice paper and still can be, and that one's for cutting up uh, tarred paper and other things. Oh, so you use different tables cutting, for different yes, different activities. activities. Mm. Right, right. Mm. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of having such a a spacious studio. I'm lucky, aren't I? Yes. Oh, yes. And also so close to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, well, I can have a swim in the mornings. How so is how go. are you going with it with your daily routine because I mean you're famous for you know your daily trips to the beach and swimming through all weather. Um, I, I am a swimmer. Yes. Yeah. I must say I've uh, I've started going to water aerobics in oh, this okay. winter, but I was just in uh, pretty beach and I went swimming both days it was cold and so is Bronte but I, I don't want to go I don't really I don't know I think I didn't get through the winter this time sorry to say well, I, I take it you don't wear a wetsuit no, no. that's incredible I mean it's I'm always in awe of people down. who can swim in the winter but anyway so what so with that you know um I don't know if we talked about that much when we were when I interviewed you the last time a few years ago as to whether that physical activity is necessary for you to be able to then tap into your creative self. Well, I think uh, I think my work comes from it comes from imagination and um, memory. So it's really the way I look at landscape. Some of it. Um, and it's looking at it and down at it and up and it's round, you know, underwater, through, you know, all those things are part of what my work is about. It's certainly not just looking straight mm. at things. Mm. And uh, so I've, I use that, but it does take up a bit of t your studio time, the time you get to the beach. And now, I'd, I'll tell you what's slowed me down. I'm not able to drive at the moment so now, so, you know, you have to change slightly for what life dishes up. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And you know, I mean, yeah, talking about age and, and that sort of thing, I mean, you were in recently in an article online on the Artsy website where they were talking about nine uh, women artists in their 90s who have been overlooked. Uh, and you are one of them, you know, a, a wide range of artists, including Louise Bourgeois, I think. Well, I think it was based on, on her, you know, the fact that she kind of was oh, a big fighter, psychologique, when you called her in front. And, uh, and I, 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 I remember, I know I've looked at a lot of her work, but, but uh, then there were people from New York and uh, Paris and Rio de Janeiro and Anne Thompson, Australia. Yes. So it was, uh, it's a dubious title, neglected over 90 people, but still, I like it. <laughs> well, I think, I think, um, your work is coming into focus. It goes in waves, I think, with it artists. It does. I've always said that. You know, you, you, it, it, it does just go in waves. I mean, I had a very uptime in the 80s, and uh, um, and so it depends. Depends on a lot of things. That's right. And I think I think that's right. And I think also you have got a few shows on at the moment. I mean, I think you had a, a show with Mitchell Fine Art yes. Gallery and with Defiance in Sydney. Um, you've got S.H. Irvin coming up, you're, and you're going to be exhibiting in London in next London, year yes. as well. At Messam's in uh, Cork Street. Yeah. So how, does it, how does that feel at the moment? Does it feel overwhelming having so many things happening at this stage? I like it, <laughs> yes. And, uh, I mean, I've had exhibitions 
in Germany and, and I have a, uh, Stefan Jacob is my agent in Paris and um, but the show in London feels good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you going to go for it? Are you going to go over? Well, the work will go. I'm not sure whether I'll go. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes, I've heard also from, you know, um, that you're also going to have a show in Paris as well with Stefan Jacob next year. I think it's on the cards. He, yes, well, he, he said that, yes. Yeah, he's he's yeah. got a new gallery in the Marais. And, uh, so we had a talk to him the other night. I know you spent a lot of time in France over the years. You had a studio, you know, you would, you would work for periods of time over there. Are those memories sort of still vivid for you? It's very important for me that I went there. Um, I didn't travel till I was 40, and then I got a, a scholarship to go to Paris, to the Cité des Arts. And then in those days, you could apply again. And if, if there was one free, I mean, then I had the Chinese one and the so-and-so, um, you know, different studios at different times. And then I started, or other people started finding me studios. So I had a big studio in uh, Reims, for instance, with Stefan. Jacob found me that it had been a, a gallery and uh, it was, so that was sort of free. It was wonderful. Yeah, I could imagine. Tate and Jay's over the road and <laughs> across the way. <laughs> um, and uh, so I learned a lot about champagne as well. And, uh, <laughs> um, Did you speak French? Did you learn French? Yeah, I learned over, t over time and, uh, and got better at chatting at it, but I, I'm not a French scholar. I, I don't know, I only seem to be able to do one thing, be an artist. <laughs> and a mother, yeah. of course, and that's important to me too. You know, it's, it's a family and how do you, how does a woman uh, do it at the same time? And uh, I think we've proved something now. And yeah, I, and I, I was think part of that, pushing that kind of rock. Uh, rock. Well, yeah, I mean, that's something that a lot of women have to deal with is, mm. is those periods where they have young children and yes. they're trying to juggle their art practice at the same time. Yes, um, but look at men now, you know, they're carrying one, pushing another one, and, uh, and that didn't happen in my father's day and it didn't happen in my day either. I mean, men were on a good thing. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> well, think look, it, I'm the, they'd say, I'm the artist, you, you know, do everything else. <laughs> it's amazing there's been a shift. I, I, and I've always thought that myself. I've thought it's when men feel that they can also share in the child rearing and the child care mm. equally without feeling as though they're compromising their careers and that the society accepts that. That's when there's going to be, it's mm. going to be better for women. And that's I right. feel that that's happening it's now. It's getting there, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it's yes. so exciting. Yes. It's yes. fantastic. Isn't it? and, and good for the children too. Yeah, I mean, my neighbours next door have two little girls and they're just, you know, they're wonderfully looked after and shared and, uh, and yeah, it's good. It's yeah. fabulous. And tell me, I mean, your, your studio looks as just as, you know, used and vibrant as ever. You find that you're working every day in the studio? I've, I've had a few, you know, things happening. So, uh, and uh, time gets taken up with doctor's appointments here and there and... Uh, um, optometrists and classes <laughs> and, and things so but uh, I think when you've been painting all your life you can drop onto it and uh, it's there yeah you know I mean I could do it with my left hand with my eyes closed I mean it's just uh, you, you can overcome all those things and uh, but I no longer say, say I want to paint the biggest painting I've ever done which was 
probably five meters by four and a half meters on scaffolding. Wow. Well, the biggest sculpture I've ever made, which was 11 meters, that I did for World Expo. That's and, right. Uh, um, so I've, I've had those achievements. Now it's a, an achievement to keep going. Yes. But, uh, in, you know, now that I'm, I'm not quite 90, I'm in my 90th year. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. And it's very exciting also for other artists, I think, to see that. I mean, I'm looking now behind you at these works and I'm just absolutely blown away. They're just as fresh and as vibrant and as beautiful as, you know, your earlier work. Oh, good. And so, you know, you obviously still have uh, that, that driving creativity that you've you've enjoyed your whole life you know yes it's part it's it's got it's part of me and it's part of what keeps you um alive and active you know yeah totally well i remember when i was, first had this studio Channy coventry said go and buy yourself a studio and <laughs> because i was always renting and you know spaces and uh, so that was in the 80s and, uh, and and it was a different configuration then. I mean, I've got more storage and more things and different, you know, it, a studio space like this you can play with, put in a bathroom and, and uh, but, but I would, you know, battle with paintings. They were oil painting, blowtorch and, and, and putting on paint and taking it off and, and all those things now. I don't need to do that. Yes, yes. That's been done, but it's groundwork and it's also how you become an artist of some who's covered a bit of ground. What well, I know what I wanted to talk about creativity really, which is what it's really about. Yeah. And uh, and how um where does that come from? It's something I'm still it's still a question. You know, I can't just say, oh, yes, I'm a creative artist and I do this. I don't know what creativity is and I'm trying to find out. That's what I've been doing all my life. It's, it's that possibility of taking yourself further and going into that other, I call it, it's a space which I can go into when I'm painting, but it takes you, you know, and then you... That's why if I have a painting that I can change, it starts to give me another a direction and that it becomes it starts to do itself. And if you can allow that and not say, I've got a good idea and I'm going to paint that idea or I'm going to paint that, it's, it's, it's something that all artists, musicians, dancers, writers and know about but don't quite understand, I think. And that's why I like to look back at children and uh, Aboriginal rock art and it's just so elegantly comes from itself. That is so true, especially when you say that about children. Hmm. Uh, I spent some time with my niece the other day and uh, it, it just poured out of her spontaneously. Yes. yes, other things don't get in the way. That's right, that's and right. thoughts and what you want and what you think you want. and it, It's a sort of, I mean, we're, you know, the human being can go so much further. I think I wonder when you say that thing about it not being pre-planned and trying to achieve something that you've, you've, you're planning, hmm. whether that does sort of, it, that is an obstacle to, to the creative flow. That's an interesting idea. I don't want to speak for other artists, hmm. uh, 
well, I can, but I mean, I don't know <laughs> what the, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I suppose there's a different, I suppose it's just a different approach from di different, different artists. Yes. But certainly yes. that creative flow, Indeed. I would say, from my personal experience, it's not, it doesn't happen when you're sort of, you know. Distracted. Uh, yeah. Mm. Or you're, you're trying too hard or something. Or trying too hard. And, uh, and I've, you know, had conversations with young artists and musicians and they say, I can't get started, you know. And of course you can't at first. It's, it's always hard, you know. Because, and I, I, I said to this young musician down who lives nearby, that's good. It's like you have to get through, you have to let go to get into it and not worry. Mm. John Cleese, the comedian, said, um, you, go to, you go to the studio, that he was talking about writing, so, and, uh, and then you set everything up and you have a space and you have time and you finish a cup of tea and then you, then you have to make uh, phone calls to get them out of the way and then you say, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that hard, you know, it's hard. It is hard. It's, and I think people beat themselves up about it as well if they procrastinate mm. too much. And mm. but, but you've just got to get, get going and do it. Do, do it wrong even would help. I always turn off the music too. I just don't want anything else. I know when, it's, when I'm getting into that space, you know. Now. That's interesting. Do it wrong. I like that. I'm <laughs> going <gonna make, laughs> to make an Instagram tile of that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because he can change things. I mean, I can change. I know now that I can put something down, but it's not permanent. That can go and something else can come. And I'm, you know, I just really began to understand that fairly recently. Nothing's going to kind of, uh, there's nothing that can't be, well, can be thrown away, of course, or, or changed, you know. Mm -hmm. I found going to China very interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I never thought I'd be able to go to, to uh, you know, Europe and lots of places in Europe and a lot of time in Central Australia looking at rock art and, and uh, Aboriginal. I went to Yukala where all those great women artists come from 20 years ago and I've tried to get back there but I don't know that I'll... Covid got in the way of that. And uh, What was that like? Tell me a bit about that. Um, well, I... I was showing with Annandale Galleries at the time, and I wanted to go to to stay with in, at an Aboriginal settlement. And, I, and then somebody said, "Oh, I know someone who's a nurse. You could go up there and stay in Gove." It's not what I wanted, but I was about to head off. The night before, this Aboriginal artist uh, uh, had a show at Annandale, and uh, and he said, "Oh, you could go and stay with." Andrew Blake. Anyway, it all happened, and and I went to Yukala where Nyapa Nyapa and uh, Nongaringi Marawili, I think I've got that right, who does those wonderful. Oh, they're such good artists. I know they're, they're amazing. such good artists. Yeah. And Will Stubbs, who you know is is there and runs the uh, places, um, has been there for many years since since I first went. You know, decades ago. And he says, said, in Texas, you, 
put a spade and up comes oil. In Yukala, you dig up the oil and out comes creativity. <laughs> yeah. Makes me shiver. So, so good, isn't it? Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's worth the pursuit. And, uh, and that's what I think my art is about. Thanks for this short chat today. It's just fantastic to catch up with you and I'm looking forward to seeing all these shows that are coming up in the future. Yes, you might get to London. (laughs) (laughs) What a brilliant artist. I'll have to get that Instagram post out soon. Do it wrong. I'm a bit of a procrastinator, so I might write that on my wall as well. Thanks for listening today. You can keep connected with me and the podcast through socials. Um, Instagram is the main one, but I'm also on Facebook and I'm posting on LinkedIn a bit more as well these days. Have a great week and I hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking with Painters.